What is good? What is up, everyone? It's me, the one, the only, Telly J. Lucille, your host on the Life with Lucille podcast, which is rated mature, a.k.a. 17 or older, a.k.a. if you're not 17 or older, you shouldn't be listening, BKA, which is better known as Stop Listening. Well, we know you're not going to stop, so it's all good. But what's up, everyone? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a few weeks, hasn't it? Um, yeah, so... I got busy with life. I'll explain a little bit here and there about it. But basically with teaching, picking up and all that stuff. And it's just been busy. And two two episodes a week is not gonna is not doable for me. So I'll be doing one episode every week. This week you'll be getting two because I I just, I find some time. I was like, all right, I gotta I gotta get the this uh content out there. But every Saturday now, I'm gonna aim for every Saturday I'm gonna have an episode. Every episode is gonna contain some professional teaching shit uh and some personal stuff usually stories or usually the things i'm working on which is my writing or my wrestling stuff and that's pretty much it again i want to keep these episodes short and sweet i don't want 30 40 50 minute long episodes i don't mind talking that long about certain things but every week no and people don't want to listen for that long so my plan like i said once a week 15 episode 15 minutes and this season, season, I think this is five, this is all, you know, it was supposed to be about interviews and COVID and everything, but it kind of hasn't happened. So I'm just going to keep, you know, doing my own thing until things clear up. So for me, again, I think before I had mentioned my stuff, I wanted, once the cases were down to like 3,000, 2,000 a day, like in the state of Illinois, which means it would be like 800 to 700 in the in Chicago, I would feel comfortable with having people over, interviewing them, and all that good stuff. Once I get the vaccine, which hopefully is in a couple of weeks, uh, I'll feel a little bit more comfortable. And if someone I know, if some of the person I'm interviewing has also been vaccinated, then obviously I'm super comfortable. Yes, yes, there's a possibility that if you have the vaccine, you can still carry it and pass it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know, but I don't believe in that. I think that, I, I, I don't think that's as true. I think it's possible, but I don't think it's very probable or probable and possible. I don't think it's that big of a thing i think that they're telling us that to keep us safe in terms of people who don't want to get vaccinated let's think about it. if they told everyone all right once you get vaccinated you don't have to wear your mask anymore because you're you're not going to carry it who everyone would not stop wearing masks everyone would stop wearing masks that's what i meant to say the people who don't want to get vaccinated would just tell people oh yeah i'm vaccinated it's cool and they'll be just getting people sick because they don't want to have a reason to you know so they're telling us oh well you might be i think they're just saying that they're going to keep saying that for a while until it's the numbers they're hoping to get people vaccinated enough people vaccinated to the point where once they tell us that when, hey, when you're vaccinated you don't need to wear your mask it'll be good because they they're just not gonna be able to control people that way so that's what i believe in uh i predicted this last year too i was like yeah watch we're gonna we're gonna have to wear a mask during this part they're in this part then we're finally gonna get the vaccine and we're still gonna have to wear a mask for another six seven months because they're gonna tell us well we don't know the effects of it so you gotta wear it just to be safe and both so i predicted a lot of this stuff last year with the people that I was close to and stuff, talking to them about this stuff. So I'm not really surprised. So I'm saying it right now, obviously, again, that I think they know. I don't think they know 100%, 100%, but I'm pretty sure they're positive. Like, if they had to bet money, but yeah, you're not going to spread it to anyone. You know, you're good. But because it's like people who get COVID, they get and then they usually don't get it again. And they usually don't give it to anyone, to the people they live with. They go out more. I've seen it. Because they have the antibodies for it. And you're telling me that someone who catches COVID 
is more, has better, safer antibodies than someone who has been vaccinated through a scientific thing that's supposed to save lives. You know what I mean? So I think that we're good, but we'll see. The numbers are going down. I forgot what man. It's been a while. I remember like five, four episodes ago, I talked about the numbers and how they're going to go down in January and February. Well, now we're at the end of January, 21st now. And we're getting to the point where I forgot what I said, the numbers. They're going to get to the 3,000s, I think I said, by the end of January. I thought sooner, but like realistically, about 4,000, 3,000 by the end of January. So that's where we're at right now. I haven't checked. I actually stopped looking at COVID cases because it was politics and COVID and all that. It was just like doing more damage to my mental health than good. Like it was just, it's all negativity, you know. So I haven't actually looked at it all week. So I don't know what our numbers are, but I imagine they're in the 5,000s right now. We're not not at 3,000 yet. But we still have nine more days. But when we when we were in uh, November, we were at eleven thousand. November twentieth or something like that. We we're at eleven thousand people a day. We're getting it, and then now we're two months later, and we're ha- we knife that in half to about five thousand, six thousand, whatever it is. Or I don't know what it is, but what the average is. But it's we've knifed it in half, which is good. And even if we're at 4,000 right now, we knifed it more than half. So I think we're doing good. The vaccines are slow. We have a new president with Biden in the presidency now. Uh, that's a whole other thing. I'm not really going to get into all that shit. I really don't care. I hate politics. I, I really don't want to think about it right now, especially right now with, with the pandemic. We All our hobbies, all the things we love, watch, going to movies, hanging out, doing stuff is all taken away. So politics has become bigger than it should have been. But at the moment, it's just like, blah, I don't want to get into it. But, uh, he, you know, he wants to have faster vac- vaccines, faster rollouts. So hopefully he does a good job of that and he can get that out. We can kind of pick this up. It's funny enough, on the day, this is like putting your tinfoil hat on, but I don't think so. So on the day of the inauguration, which is yesterday, the day he gets sworn in, the uh, WHO, the World Health Organization, comes out and tells us that, hey, the PCR testing, which is a rapid test, I think, is flawed and... We need to change it because we're getting too many false positives. So basically, they're going to make it harder for you to get positive. So they kind of had like a low threshold, which was like 20. You had to hit 20 cycles, and now they're making it 50 cycles or something like that. Basically, they're, they're changing the number because they said it, they got to make it hard. It's too easy. I shouldn't say that. Those aren't their words. Those are my words. But they're making it harder for it to be positive. So they're going to so naturally tests are going to go down. So two weeks ago, if you test, you took that test and you were in that range – you like let's just say you had a coronavirus disease in you, which is a common cold, and it reads it, boom, 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 gives you a false positive, boom. But now, but as all this whole pandemic, that's been a positive test, positive, all these positive tests. But now they're saying, okay, well, maybe we gotta raise the standard, blah, blah, blah. And they changed it yesterday, the day of Joe Biden's inauguration. So people were on Twitter were saying, well, it's all over. They're gonna try to make Biden the savior of the pandemic, and who knows? I really don't give a shit who is the savior. I don't believe it's going to be Biden. I didn't believe it was going to be Trump. I believe Mother Nature and scientists are the ones that are going to dictate what happens. That's why the vaccines are helping. You know, Mother Nature gave us this thing, or some people believe it was man-made, but Mother Nature's in charge of viruses and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, so the numbers are going down. So I'm hoping, you know, relatively soon, that's a long window way of me saying, I'm hoping we can get guests on here. And once I start getting the guests, I have like a lot of fucking people. I have probably at least like 20, 20 something people that want to be on, want to talk about their COVID experience, whether they had COVID or not, or their experience during the pandemic, what they did, how they didn't go driving themselves nuts, 
uh, hobbies they picked up, all that good shit. I'll be having those people on in the next season. So season six will be that season, I figured, because I thought this would be, uh, for some reason, I was being naive. But again, I also I was also doing two episodes uh, a week. Now I'm only going to be doing one episode a week. Uh, my teaching. So today, where are we at? Oh, my God. Maybe I'll save some of that for Saturday, even though it might change by Saturday. Yeah, I'll just tease it that we may. Monday's the day that CPS, Chicago Public Schools, expects us back inside the building preparing our classrooms quote unquote even though i don't i have a gym i'm a gym teacher so or a PE teacher i should say have some self-respect <laughs> uh we're setting up our classrooms or whatever yada 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 i don't have a classroom because you know us and the other exploratory teachers is what we call ourselves are we're going classroom to classroom so we're not kids aren't coming to the gym we're going to their classrooms but we're doing all that noise on monday but i'll get into all that i think all that and more in a couple days on Saturday. Uh, my writing has been okay. So I was working on that, that screenplay. I was working on that script for that rom-com. I had to switch off, man. It was too tough. It was very tough to, you know, writing a screenplay is like a puzzle in which you there's you need these pieces. Say you need 20 pieces to the puzzle. Putting a puzzle together when they're giving you 20 pieces, it's kind of tough. Let's say 200 pieces, right? It's kind of tough. But with screenwriting, you're not you're you gotta make up the pieces, create your pieces, and then put them assemble them in the right order. So it's like you're making it and doing it. So it's very difficult. So I was passionate about it. I still have those ideas. I put it on the back burner for now. I had to switch gears because it was stressing me out more than it was doing me good. So I decided to write this one. So mine's a horror. So it's called a monster in the house. That's the genre. Based on the book I read, the guy calls it a monster in the house, which is when <clears throat> it's basically a monster in the house, right? So, like, think of your Jaws, the Jaws movies, Alien, the first one. You know, you're stuck in this current small space, and there's a there's a creature out there trying to get you. Basically, a lot of horror movies with monsters and stuff like that. So, mine's a monster in the house. It's I don't have it in front of me. I don't have my log line. I've been reading the third book of this series of uh, Save the Cat, and, and it really helped me with the before part so everyone wants to write their screenplay right away but you're not supposed to you're supposed to do a lot of this the pre-work which is getting the outline getting the log line the log lines are two one to two sentences that describes your movie that you're going to see like on the on a poster not a poster that you'll see that you pitch someone elevator pitch what's your movie about oh well it's a movie blah blah blah, blah. like you got to give them a log line like it's a movie where uh blah 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 so let's see. Let me pick a random movie from my case here. Okay. Let's see. The Dark Knight. Great. I was just watching this. I don't know how I would. It would be hard because I the movie is very complex. But, you know, uh, it's a sequel too. So that doesn't really work. It's kind of hard. Well, you could just say, you know, Batman has to deal with. I don't know. That's kind of tough. It's kind of tough to do this right off the head because I'm not good at log lines yet. But log lines, one or two sentences about your movie, right? So mine, I don't have it in front of me. I don't want to shortcut it. But basically, or shortchange it. Basically, the movie's about a young man who is a photographer who deals with crippling anxiety. And he decides to go out one day. He decides to go out on a Saturday. He wants to survive the night. He wants to just go out and... He spends every Saturday by himself. He doesn't like people. He doesn't like all that. But he's going to go out 
because his friend, you know, he's like, I want to survive the night, blah, blah, blah. Like, then his friend, his friend invites him because his friend invites him to his party. Hey, come to my lake house party. His best friend, blah, blah, blah. Come through and he thinks about it. But he's like, okay, I want to survive the night. That's my goal. Boom. So he goes to his party. <laughs> survive the night is going to take a literal term, literal format. In the beginning of the movie, the first scene that I'm, I already have, uh, I have the note card for it. Uh, this cult, I call it a cult, but whatever you want to call it, cult of, group of dudes, dudettes, resurrect an ancient, oh, shit, shit, resurrect a, a, I don't know what they, a de, like a demigod type thing. They, they resurrect this creature from the dead and they're able to bring it back to life. And these two hunters are in pursuit of it. That's like the first scene in the movie. And then it goes 12 hours earlier. And then we meet our hero, which is the kid, the guy I'm telling you, he's a photographer with bad anxiety. He's afraid of everything. He's very fearful. And the theme of the movie is what you fear you attract, but what you look at disappears. So the whole movie, he's afraid. He's afraid of this creature. He's afraid of dying. He's afraid. He's not going to, he's just fearful, right? And he's fearful in his life too. In the first act he's afraid of everything he has two roommates who are going to the party too their boyfriend and girlfriend uh the boy the boyfriend's a dick to him you know he treats him like shit makes him pay more of the rent blah blah, blah. but he's too afraid of conver- he's too afraid of conversation so he just accepts it and doesn't doesn't face it head on just kind of looks away doesn't make eye contact and he's gonna have to learn you know what he's gonna have to learn to look at what he fears because you can't run away from it or else it's gonna get worse and worse so that's kind of the premise of the movie. I don't want to tell you the whole movie, but I pretty much got it. Like, I got the skeleton outline of it. I got the log line pretty much down. Uh, the title is called Sweating Blood. That's my working title right now. I might change it, but I do want the word blood in there because it's a. Uh, it's going to be a trilogy of movies. I already have the second and third one. General ideas about it, themes. I got the world picked out. It progressively gets like all crazier and crazier. The first one's a monster in the house, and the second one, I haven't figured it out yet. I think it might be like a buddy one. And I don't know. And the third one, I don't know. But I know the idea, like the basic idea. Like I knew this basic idea was a movie where this kid who's going to be super fearful, blah, blah, is going to get stuck in a situation where he has to survive. Him and his friends all have to survive. And there's more to it with the creature, what it is, what it what it wants. But it's going to be a, a visual representation of fear. You know, for him, there's a side character, which is his ex-girlfriend who they dated for a little bit, like a month or two, like like a month or two. They didn't date very long. They're boyfriend-girlfriend for like a month or two. They broke up amicably. Like, they they don't hate each other. They meet at the party. She would just got out of an abusive relationship, you know, from when her ex-boyfriend beat the shit out of her. And this thing is also a representation of that so she's very fearful a lot when that thing's ripping people apart and banging on shit she's just super scary so this thing's gonna be a representation of fear you know that these people have the shit that they've all been through basically so that's kind of where i'm at i'm doing the cards right now it's something i really like right again i have a very cool progression you know the from the first movie to the second movie second movie to the third movie from the first movie all the way to the third movie you're gonna be like, holy shit like like think of good trilogies. Good trilogies start off small, like very personal. By the time it ends, like you're like, holy cow, like this world is way bigger than we thought. Like remember, remember blah, 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 when the biggest problem was just, you know, like my biggest thing is Teen Wolf, my favorite show. Season one, like, remember the one of the biggest problems was don't wolf out at, at lacrosse. Like like Scott's a werewolf and he's trying not to wolf out at lacrosse practice. That's like a big, that's like a whole episode. 
And then in season like four and five, it's like crazy. Like we're we're trying to avoid assassins from killing us all for money, basically. And they're like, man, it's, we come a long way. So it's kind of like that. Very excited. Very cool stuff I'm working on. I'm really passionate about this one. So this one I'm working on. Um, I'm working on the cars, like I said. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. My wrestling, I'm uh, working on that stuff too. I'm working on some cool stuff with uh, chartering a club and getting things going with some of the kids that I've coached and want them really to be doing this stuff. So I'm pretty excited about that. But yeah, so that's the end of this episode for this, for not this week, for today. I'll have another episode that'll be for Saturday. Then after that, every Saturday, boom, one episode, one episode, one episode. I'm going to try to get back on my YouTube grind. So feel free to follow me on YouTube at Coach T, TikTok at Coach T1000. I had a couple of good TikToks that uh, they got like a thousand views in like a day or two. I was pretty excited. Got like a hundred likes. I was like, oh shit, this is cool. Uh, I made a couple Cobra Kai ones. Uh, I'm not as disciplined with that too. I need to make more. I have some really funny ideas I want to really get out there with teaching and stuff like that. Uh, so follow me on that. Instagram, uh, personal one, Teleigo Ham. A non-personal one, which is my coach's one. Uh, coach underscore Wayford underscore T. That's my coach's one. I haven't used that one as much lately either, but it's there. Uh, that's everything, yeah. So I'll talk to you guys on Saturday. So this has been another day in the Life with Lucio podcast. Deuces.